0: Someone asked me what I'm going to speak on today, and those of you who have heard me speak before, so transportation all day long, uh, all week long, all year long. Um, because, uh, well, obviously it's was a really great honor for me to, uh, to be selected by my colleagues to be the chairman of the uh, Transportation Infrastructure Committee. And I, I was already mentioned, Bud's name was already invoked, so I better better say something about it. Uh, it really is a great honor for me to be able to follow my father. As you know, he was extremely effective as a chairman. As I tell people, the times have changed, back in his day it was all about power, now it's a finesse, so I have like to consider myself a finesse forward. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, times have changed. It's different. The one thing I will mention, uh, when I was selected chairman, someone said a father, or son ever followed a father before, so of course we did history. And the only other time it's happened in history was John Quincy Adams was followed by his son Charles Martin Adams. So I figured if the Schusters in the same company, the Adams's, it's like being with the Franklins. Uh, it's all I think it's all good. But uh, but again, uh, I'm quite honored uh, to be selected as chairman. And as we start out the Congress, so uh, you know one of the things that I want to try to rebuild is bipartisanship. On our committee, uh, one of the few committees that. Uh, it's over the years has operated in a, in a bipartisan way. So reaching across the aisle, uh, talking to my uh, colleagues, uh, Nikki Ray, Hall and I have known each other for a long time. Um, I think we've begun to rebuild that and, uh, and we're working on this water bill together. And I think that's gonna be proof uh, as we move forward that we can do things in a bipartisan way. Um, but transportation is important. It's important to all of us. And it's that simple, uh, it's that important. I look around the room today, and everybody here was touched by the transportation system today, somewhere or another. Uh, and as I look out at crowds all the time, I say this. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman from Louisiana who was in the pharmaceutical business. And he started talking to me about his business, and he had 58 trucks and getting here and getting there. And then he stopped all of a sudden, and he said, you know what? I never thought about it, but I'm really in the transportation business. And he, he is. And we all are. Everybody is. Even that mom at home this morning didn't leave the house, you know, she got the Cheerios and the milk or the dad, and poured it on the kid's cereal, that all came from the transportation system. So it's vital to all of us. Uh, It provides a strong physical platform for our economy to to move forward, to have economic development and jobs. And if we wanna have economic development jobs, we have gotta make sure we have a a robust transportation system uh, to be able to uh, move our economy along. And in the last Congress, I think we made great strides uh, when it came to passing a MAC-21, um, Chairman Mike, I think, did a very good job uh, doing what he had to do. And you know, he went into uh, he went into this this legislative process with a, a, down, a down economy, no earmarks. Uh, and as I like to say, he went in not with one arm tied behind his back, but with two arms tied behind his back. It was very difficult. I think we came out with a bill that that again. Uh, Streamline things, uh, we, got, we, moved, we moved the ball forward, and we we're able to come up with something that as I go around the country, the governors and uh, secretaries of transportation around the, the nation appreciate what we were able to do in uh, in MAP 21. Um, but I believe we're already tipping point. When you look at what the American Society of Civil Engineers came up with a report card, gave us a D-plus on in our infrastructure. I think we all know if you travel around the country, we can see it i uh i met the other day with george will and he was talking about how penn station in new york is third world uh you know it goes to other places in the country and you know the, the, their transportation system is is up to up to date and uh and shiny and looks new so you know we are a tipping point and i believe there is a federal role uh, it's very very clear to me uh, that the federal role not to do it all uh, but we have to be there to create this national transportation system and uh and when you as we went through MAP 21, I was appointed to be uh, a, sort of the salesman to go to the most conservative in our group. And as Mike knows, uh, you sell cars, sometimes it's, uh, it's tough, to, tough to make that sale. But, uh, uh, so I was appointed to talk to our most conservatives. And so as I'm going through my, my lessons of history that I learned and, and did some more research, uh, it was a, the, the reason we have the Constitution we have today, really the breaking point in, in the Articles of Confederation, was a transportation issue. Maryland and Virginia tried to, to uh, come to terms on a treaty to be able to navigate the Potomac up to Pennsylvania to build canal roads and portage roads, uh, canals and portage road system to get to the Ohio Territory. And they were unable to come to terms. And as they fell apart the negotiations, they realized that if we can't promote commerce, if we can't connect ourselves physically, we're never gonna be a, a United States of America. So when they went back to the drawing board, they came with a constitution that we know today. And one of the key philosophers that almost all, if not all of our founding fathers, read and studied was Adam Smith. And Adam Smith in The Wealth of Nations, we all remember, he talks about the invisible hand of the market, but he also said, which is not widely reported, is the government should provide three things for the people, security, preserve justice, and erect and maintain infrastructure to promote commerce. And that's key to what we do. If we didn't have the Constitution we had today, we wouldn't be, Power we are today, the economic power, and we'll be connected. And we're connected by our ideas, freedom, and democracy, but the physical connection is the transportation system. And, uh, and that's what we need to make sure that we have as we move forward into this global economy. If we're not investing in our transportation system, we're not going to be competitive, we're not going to have the trade, we're not going to create the jobs uh, that we need to create. So as we start this Congress and we lay down our agenda again, first I wanted to be bipartisan. I want to make sure that we're talking to stakeholders I'm looking around the room, and some of you have been in some of our roundtable discussions. Uh, also, the, the panel that Mary mentioned, the one of the first things I did was set up a, a panel to look across the modes uh, as we're structured on the committee. It's uh, you rail, and highways, aviation, but I thought it was really important to somebody to take a, a deep dive and look at you know, how is the port connected to the rail system, to the highway system aviation system and uh, that's what Jimmy Duncan's doing and he's doing a great job traveling the country holding hearings uh, so that was really important that we do that and, and promoting competitiveness and uh, economic growth as I said earlier if you, if you don't have economic growth you're not going to trade you're not going to get the job so I think it's vital to the, uh, to the economy in the United States uh, what we're working on in this Congress, with three big bills we're trying to move forward the first is a uh, water resources and development act the word bill uh, we haven't done one since 2007, and one of the challenges is that about half, 46 percent of the members that are here today were not around in 2007. Uh, so there's an education process to bring members up to speed. if you're not from a port city or you don't have a river uh, running through your city, river town, uh, you don't really understand the big flood problems, you don't understand uh, the importance of water. Uh, so uh, we're going through the process, we're still hoping for some floor time in July, it's starting to get a little shaky. but. Uh, uh, we we hope to pass it in July, but pretty much got the bill together, I believe. Like I said, hammered out a lot of details with our, our colleagues on the other side. Uh, but the water system in this country is so important to us. Uh, when you look at uh, what's the most efficient mode to transport, to transport the least effective, Mary, sorry to tell you this, but it's the water system, It's, it's the river system is, is the least expensive. And uh, we've got locks and dams in this country that are 100 years old. Um, the average age, I believe, is 60 years old, they're built to be 50 years, so it's a serious problem that we face. And uh, up and down the rivers, the water levels aren't high enough, so they'll decrease their loads, which makes it less efficient. Uh, so an incredibly important part of the system. And uh, as we were going through our round table discussion, the soybean growers came to us and, and told us that uh, how important the water system was to them, the inland waterway system. And, and to make their point, they, their number one competitor is Brazil. And it takes our soybean growers $85 to take one ton of soybean from Davenport, Iowa, to Shanghai, China. It takes the, it costs the Brazilians $141 to move that the same ton the same distance. And every year, because we haven't made the investments in our infrastructure, that number takes up. And the Brazilians have just announced they're going to invest $26 billion to really create an inland waterway system. They've got the rivers to do it, they just need to dredge them and do those things necessary, so they can drive that cost down. And of course the chinese are also there investing trying to help them to drive the cost down because they want to see competitive markets uh, also i don't know if anybody saw this but i not widely uh, reported but on june 13th the chinese inked a deal with the nicaraguans are going to build a canal you know bigger than the panama canal longer than the panama canal and the chinese are going to be in our hemisphere operating uh, the new super canal and uh, i'm sure they'll build it on time and under budget uh, like the panama canal is being done but at, at any rate um, The the of bill, I think, is extremely important uh, because it deals with all these issues. And uh, and again, we look at this, sign the floor in July. We hope to have it there in in early September. The other major bill we're looking at trying to move is a passenger rail or rail safety bill. Um, Passenger rail in this country, I think, is important. And uh, the the number that really drives me on the importance of it is the population of the United States. Mm -hmm. When you look at, it took us uh, 65 years to go from 200 million to 300 million people that number in 2005 and they projected it would take us 32 years to go from 300 million to 400 million. We're already seven years into it, eight years into it, I guess, and uh, and we are going to be at 400 million people. And when you look at the corridors around this country, uh, the Northeast Corridor especially, our most densely populated corridor, people aren't all moving to Florida and Arizona. That corridor is going to continue to expand and congestion is going to continue to increase. Uh, so making sure we have a passenger rail system. Focusing on the corridors, you know, there's places in this country we have rail that maybe we shouldn't have rail, at least not at this point. Focus a system that is going to organically grow so that 20 years, 30 years down the road, we do have a national system that's maybe not profitable, but at least above the rail can stand on its own two feet, and I think we can do that with some reforms, and I know uh, Jeff Denham, who's the subcommittee chair on that committee, is working very hard to uh, to, to work with the stakeholders and uh, trying to move something forward. Um, and then finally, of course, MAP 21 will expire in uh, September, and uh, the, the big question is, certainly we want to do more reforms, uh, but how do we fund it? And I think it's important not to take anything off the table. I think it's vital that we make sure the trust fund is solvent uh, moving forward uh, be, to be able to have that robust uh, physical platform to be able to have a system that can move our products efficiently, because if we can't get things from the middle of the country to the world markets, uh, they're not going to sit effectively and efficiently, they're not going to be competitive, and that means jobs. And so we've got to make sure that we're, we're looking at ways to uh, to get funds into the trust fund. And as I said, I don't think we should take anything off the uh, table at this point. And, as we move forward with tax reform, I think there will be opportunities. And in fact, uh, I get the sense, uh, I not want to speak for Dave Camp, but I get the sense talking to members of the, the committee that the one issue when it comes to revenues that brings Democrats and Republicans together are transportation issues. Uh, and People understand the need to make sure we have a, a trust fund that has the funds in it. Um, the other a- issue that, uh, that we're having a lot of oversight, that Frank Lilby <clears throat> the subcommittee chairman, is aviation. Uh, it's so important to us. Uh, aviation uh, it contributes about a trillion dollars to our economy. Uh, you know, when I look at aviation, it, it, it was deregulated. But it's the most regulated, deregulated industry we have in this country. And uh, when you look at the tax, I mean, look at the, ticket, uh, the tax on a ticket. Twenty percent, is as high or higher than tobacco and uh, and alcohol. So I just tell people it must be a sin to fly. Uh, but, but, uh, but you know we need to make sure we're not using the uh, the airline system, the aviation system as a piggy bank. And the administration just came out again with another I want to slap another fee on the airline uh, on the airline ticket uh, to, to for revenue. And it's uh, again, it's wrong. It's a viable. It needs to be a viable uh, industry. It's a standard I've known to do. and I think with the, the recent merger. I think the airline industry is finally right-sized. Uh, it's gonna cause uh, some of us in uh, secondary markets, real hard work, uh, Pittsburgh, by the way, Nick. Uh, uh, but, but again, the system, the system is, Depends. Is, is, uh, is, is, I think, right-sized. And I, and I think from that, you'll have the four big carriers, and I think we already have smaller carriers. Um, that Spirit Air flies out of Latrobe, Pennsylvania. And it's growing. It's got over 100, 100,000 100, 100, uh, people this year, and it's been projected to 200,000. So there'll be opportunities for for uh, secondary cities and tertiary cities to get those kinds of uh, those kinds of uh, services. Um, so as we move forward, though, on, on a any of these transportation bills, uh, especially on uh, Map 21 or the next iteration of Map 21, uh, really need you folks in this room your help, uh, trying to make sure putting forth a program that the American people understand how important transportation is. Because I think that most Americans, they drive to work this morning in Washington, they come to the water cooler and they complain about the congestion and then they forget about it. and Then they go home and complain for 10 minutes and forget about it. Um, so we really need to raise the awareness of the American people about how that system all works together. Uh, I know that uh, there have been groups formed in, in Washington, one in particular, America's Infrastructure Alliance, uh, that's performed by former Secretary Mary Peters, uh, of my former chiefs of staff, former congressman John Sullivan and Bob Gold are involved, um, to, to raise the money to put forth a campaign to advocate, educate the American people. The seed money was provided uh, for AIA by the airlines, the truckers, the railroads, the water transportation people, and the and the contractors. Uh, so they provided the seed money. Um, and it really has to be a 30,000 foot uh, uh, advertising advocacy campaign. Again, how does this system tie together? Because I, I need the American people knocking on the doors of members of Congress saying, this is really important. It's really important we have the revenues there, it's really important we have the right policy there, Uh, so Congressman X or Congressman Y, make sure you're supporting uh, a a transportation system that that we need in this country. And then after we get their awareness up, of course, to move a bill, Uh, I need you folks to be talking to your members of Congress and explaining to them that that plant in whatever state that ships to the port whatever state is not going to be competitive is not going to create those jobs unless we we do what we need to do within this transportation system. Uh, I think that uh, if we're successful, and I believe we will be, uh, we'll be able to again have a system that's going to be the envy of the world. Uh, It's going to be a system that creates that economic activity that we need to create the jobs uh, the American people want and deserve. Uh, So again, thank you very much uh, for having me here today. I really appreciate this. I look forward to working with each and every one of you as we move forward on these various transportation bills. So again, thank you very much.